Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello one and all and welcome to Behind the Glass, the podcast which aims to take you behind the scenes of the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass as well as the automotive and social media worlds. I am your host Sam from that YouTube channel Seen Through Glass and alongside me as almost always Mr Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. I've got Coca-Cola on my shoulder. <laughs> I don't know why you felt the need to declare that but yes can you now explain why you've got Coca-Cola all over your shorts? Well, you spill it over me. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, those of you watching here on the YouTube channel, welcome. Uh, You'll notice that we are currently in my flat. Uh, We were supposed to be in the new studio, but I got the keys on Monday and there's a lot of work that needs to be done. So so we're not there yet. We're back at my flat instead. And because Tony, I guess, is a little bit unfamiliar with the setup here, I poured him a lovely Coca-Cola and then he got overexcited and just threw it all over himself. Well, there was a, that, I mean, the, it was the mic. Sure. It, the, the, <laughs> mic, the mic fell off the table because you didn't screw it on properly. And, and then it knocked the Coke, which went onto my white shorts. To and be fair, it. it's your fault for wearing very tight white shorts. No, I mean, not you tight, deserve. Mate. No, they're very tight. Hence why I've made you sit so close to the table because they're quite disturbingly tight. You see what I've had for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and other things. Anyway, uh, as I mentioned, if you're here on YouTube, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to hit subscribe and turn on notifications. If you're listening to us, thank you for, for tuning in and listening. But as always, we've got to give our biggest shout out, our biggest hello to our lovely patrons. Of course. Well, what heroes, the people that support this podcast. Yeah, you are just absolutely so generous, so amazing. We love your support. We love hearing back from you. We love hearing from you in general. Um, I've got a bit of admin, Patreon admin I'm going to get on first, but Tony, you said you wanted to talk about a Patreon in general. Yeah, so a bit of a thank you, really. bit of a shout out to Michael. You know who you are. Um, We purchased your lovely A45S. Um, I never actually met Michael because I was away on holiday Ah. and uh, one of the guys dealt with him, but... um, Well, what a legend. We spoke over email and and, uh, yeah, really appreciate you letting us buy your car and it's like the full the circle isn't it it's like yeah. a, you know oh you're a you're patron of the podcast and family. it's like a family with yeah. Tony come and hang out with me or somebody I don't know what we could do we could fall. no don't do what that what was he getting <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a horrible man you are <laughs> oh, but yes Patreon admin uh, those of you that, that are patrons uh, and uh, awaiting your rewards I suppose uh, stickers queuings t-shirts mugs check your messages because I'm asking for addresses and t-shirt sizes and a lot of you haven't come back to me yet so hurry up because you're going to be missing out. We've got lots of BTG swag that is ready to come your way. And the fact that you're not submitting addresses and, and things like that uh, is holding things up. So yes, please get in touch. Um, anyway, that's kind of admin done, I think. I just need well, to get all that out of the um, way. I think I might want to add something oh, as well. Oh, please. I think, um, I think maybe I should do something at Gravelwood promotion-wise for patrons as well for supporting the podcast. Maybe I'll do some special discount. I haven't decided what. Five grand off a car. No. 
No, but maybe I'll do something. I, okay. I need to think the premises sure. of it, but... What a generous thing to say. We should we should do something like we that. We just love our patrons so much. We want to help we want to help you out in every way we possibly can. For sure. We? And while you while we're on about that and talking about Gravelwood, um uh, I'd like to buy some cars, please. Yeah. So if, if any <laughs> you want to sell a weekly one. shout out for no. please stock. Please help. stock. Help. Any stock. Still we need sure. stock. Yeah. <laughs> so naught to four year old stuff. Anything anything you want to sell, uh, please get in touch. And it does work, by the way, because I bought some cars from here. So. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's, uh, very good. Well, that's five minutes of admin. We've done well. We've done well there, haven't we? got a lot of stuff off our chest. Brilliant. Let's one take. K- one. <laughs> <laughs> I almost asked you to do a retake, I'll be honest, but uh, I'll, I'll let it slide. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, where have you been? You mentioned you were on holiday. Because you're, you're very tanned, Tony. Yeah, I've been driving a convertible around Italy. Oh, I mean, I can tell. Yeah. It was probably a burn at some point, wasn't uh, it? Well, I put a hat on. Oh, well done. Yeah. Um, now you've copied my hairstyle. You need to wear hats more often. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't realise that after, mm. until after the first day. It catches day. you out. It catches you out. It does. And uh, luckily, my friend who has no hair as well had a spare hat, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> he's, he's got experience, basically. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Do you have a nice time? Beautiful. Beautiful time. Beautiful. What, uh, are we allowed, because I know you're kind of like, I don't want to talk about my cars these days. Are we allowed to talk about what convertible you're in or you just want to glaze over that? Yeah, no, I took a uh, 488 Spider. Oh, of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, you I ever not in a 488? <laughs> I feel like if you went to Las Vegas and all the lads were like, let's rent supercars for the weekend. You'd be like, I'm renting the 488. Well, it is a supercar, yeah. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, it was very nice um, to some lovely cars with us and uh, we had a lovely time. Good times. Yeah. Happy, happy days. Uh, 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 and did you get travel anxiety, COVID travel anxiety like I did on my road trip? Like constantly, did it feel weird to be away or actually felt quite nice? Uh, it was nice to be away. Italy, I don't know if you've been to Italy, but oh, Italy yeah. are very strict. I them. am loving Italy's Yeah, they've nailed it to COVID, be fair. Yeah. yeah, they have nailed it to be fair. The trip changed significantly in the last couple of weeks before we went. Because we was going to France and then we was going to Switzerland and then we couldn't because they kept going on the list. So we had to go to Italy, which is fine because I love Italy. Sure. Finished in Lake Como. Oh, great. Beautiful. 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 And uh, yeah, we um, the, the way that Italy have dealt with the, because they were the epicenter. Well, so. yeah, of course. I say I love the way they've been handling it. Obviously, they had a horrific time uh, sure. early on. But I think what they've done now is is come out of it having learned so much and implementing so much that I as a Brit felt safe moving through Italy. Me too. Maybe as an Italian you you have your frustrations with what's going on, I don't know. But but as a Brit, I was like, you know, this this feels right. I mean, temperature checks at the airport, lots of Temperature sanitation. checks everywhere, mate. Yeah, yeah. It, everywhere. You know, it was controlled and, and I, I agree. I, I quite like that. Yeah. So um, good on Italy. Go, go on. Well done. Let's not talk about the situation here. Uh, well, I'm glad you had a good time. I, I've been fr- frantically busy this end as well, doing bits and bobs, mainly moving into the new space. Um, more on that to come soon. I'm, I'm hoping not the next episode, because that's going to be something very exciting, but the episode after that will be from the new space. I, I, that's what I hope. Um, anyway, crossed. Uh, I had to do a quick shout out for the main channel because I ticked over 500,000 subscribers on Seen Through Glass this week, which is insane. Um, yes, thank you very much. And I'm aware that lots of you are also subscribers of the main channel. So I'm, I'm thanking you uh, as amazing as you are. for. Do you know the crossover? Uh, well, uh, no, <laughs> but I'm assuming that every subscriber of the podcast is a subscriber of the main channel because um, it's such a small pocket. But we love... 
we love the small pocket, don't we? We, we, we do. If you're a subscriber of both, you're even better. And if you're a Patreon and a subscriber of both, well, you're the best people in the entire world. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to give a quick plug because I haven't really talked about that yet um, across any of my channels, the fact that I've now got 500,000. Well it is nuts. I struggle to really comprehend how many people that is, but it's a lot. But you used to you used to say that anyway. I remember when you're hitting 250 and 300 and yeah. stuff, and we always used to talk about that, and you say, mate, it's such a lot of people. And it is a lot of people. I mean, if you gathered them in one room, you couldn't. <laughs> but what, but yeah, in one could. area, <laughs> one country. Yeah, I mean, they'd fit in the kitchen in my house. So your palais... It's not a house. No, no, it wouldn't. It's not a house you live in. It's the world's most hugest building. Um, anyway, should we get into some car chat? Let's. Yeah, we've wasted everyone's time enough, I think, today. Let's uh, let's dive straight in. And I want to kick things off on a bit of a controversial topic. I don't know what we're talking about. No, you never way. do. No, you no. never do. But just roll with it. Uh, you do know what... Well, you do know about this topic, though, because I've been moaning at you for the last three days. I know exactly why. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sorry for EV Crusaders, but we're going in. Again. We're going in again. Um, essentially, I am, or for the last week, I've been driving around in an Audi e-tron Sportback. Where is it? Uh, right outside. I'm oh, he's still here. It. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't notice it. On charge. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to come back to that in a second. Okay. Very nice car. Yeah. You know what? Well, there you go. And they did, they purposefully just made an electric Audi. You know, they didn't want to do something which was wacky and well, like the I-Pace. You know, it's so different and futuristic and it stands out from the rest of our range. Most people will see that the e-tron is going, oh, it's a nice Audi. Oh, which Audi is that? And it's very familiar to Audi customers. So from that point of view, it's very good. There's two things I despise about it. One, which is entirely not its fault. But one, which is, which is the camera wing mirrors. Yeah, that is an option though, to be fair. You it can is, have normal ones. Of course. And if you are specking an e-tron... Do not pick the camera wing mirrors. No. Disaster. I mean, at what point... I'm sorry, I'm really going to get angry now. No, go. At what point did humanity go, you know what needs improving? The mirror. Honda. <laughs> that's, that's at what point? Honda. No, Honda have done the same thing. Oh, yes. And so have Lotus with the Avaya. Like, it's the thing for EVs. What's the like, Avaya? The £2 million uh, electric, electric hypercar. Thing. Yeah, the that EV like, hypercar. Yeah, crazy. Okay, so it's an EV thing. Have I got one of them on order? <laughs> no, you, you've got the Jumeirah and the T50. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well done for checking. I oh, know you can't keep, ca- no, keep track of your remember. money all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, it's like a very like, oh, well, there's an EV, we should have a video camera. The reason I don't like it is that, firstly, I find it far less effective than a mirror. I don't trust what it's showing me. I feel like it's a smaller area. I'm constantly checking my blind spot. I find it much more difficult to park. And also, I look for the wing mirror and then it's not there, so I have to look down, at which point I've probably ploughed into a bicycle or a truck or something. Well, you know, the most alarming thing about all of that is, is in some cars, when you put your reverse camera on, it says, don't rely solely on the camera. So what some manufacturers have decided to do is put them on the side of the car. Honestly. Where you've got to rely on them. And I swear this morning it was glitching. I don't know why, but it was just like, so like pulsating a little black light. I mean, like, I the only thing I'd say is that they are good at night. Or they're not good, but they are in, and better than a mirror tends to be at night. So you can see more you can, because of the glare. But overall, I despise them. And, okay. and, and if I had ordered one and gone, oh, what a cool gimmick, I would have been furious. So okay. do not get... The camera. Well, that's a bit like night vision on a car. That's just a gimmick. It's just a gimmick. It's just a gimmick. And some people go, oh, no, but it's better. It's polarised. I don't care. No, no, no. Awful. Well, use your eyes. Uh, (laughs) 
Um, now, the second thing which I hate about that car is actually nothing to do with the e-tron Sportback because I say it is a brilliant EV and I've banged on enough about the fact I really like EVs in the city. However, the infrastructure is just appalling. Which is what we've been talking about oh, forever. How long have we been banging on about this? And I think yeah. when you went in on the i3, we had a lot of EV campaigners and crusaders come after us a bit and, and, well, did, and yeah. try and lecture us as to why we were wrong or why that we were misunderstood. And look, I freely admit, I do need to educate myself more on EV technology, but I'm now talking to you about a real life situation. As I was. I mean, as you were. Yeah, like, this yeah. is our experience. Our experiences. Now, Audi, very kindly, chucked me the keys to the e-tron sport back and said, off you go. Have fun. Full tank of battery. <laughs> is that what you say? Fully charged. Fully charged, thank you. <laughs> 230 miles, I think, as I drove away. That's 150. Well, no, but I mean, fine. But as I drove away, 230 miles. I was like, okay, you know what? Thank you. And I'm cracking on. I had a really nice time. I'm pottering around, going around. And you know what? A sign to how nice that car is, is the fact that every time I leave the house, I get in that rather than the X3. So it is really nice, the e-tron. Fair. But of course, over time, the charge started to decrease. So I was like, you know what? A few things. Firstly, on my street, there are now lampposts which have got charging points. Really? Oh, yeah. I was like, brilliant. That's why I accepted the e-tron Sportback. Because I was like, great, I can actually have the car outside my house now. Oh, no, I know what you're going to say. Well, no, you don't. No. Uh, <laughs> firstly, some douchebags have moved into my street and taken up all of my parking spaces. <laughs> so you can never park on my street anymore. But hashtag Central London. Uh, by the road. Well, I don't have a cable. <laughs> so I don't have a cable. So that was my first realization. I was like, oh, I don't have a cable. That isn't what I thought you were going to say. No. So so that was my first like, oh, well, that's a bit of a fail. And, give and you in a car? No. And I assume if you buy an EV, you either buy a cable. with. So that's maybe my issue. Maybe. I don't know. But I don't have a cable. So that's the first frustration I've got is, right, my plan of how to charge how this you car. charge the car then? So you've got to find charging points which have connectors. Oh, my God. Well, I'm like, okay. That shouldn't be too bad, right? I jump on an app, you know, I just type into the app store, EV charge points. I download the first app. Should be in the sat-nav. There's like a thousand of them. And they did come up in the sat-nav, to be fair. But I just, you know me, I just thought I'd jump on an app. And there's a rapid charge point around the corner. I was like, brilliant, rapid charge. Because Audi said that the e-tron has some of this revolutionary tech, which means that they can charge full battery 30 minutes, like the Taycan on a rapid charger. And a Tesla. And a Tesla. Literally around the corner. I was like, brilliant. Off I go. I said to Vicky, I'm just going to pop around the corner and plug this thing for charge. I get there. Firstly, I'm like, there's three connectors there. I'm like, which one do I use? I don't know. Which one's the fastest one? No, it doesn't tell you. Which just, one fits? Which one fits? Which one's the fastest? I don't know. So I open up the flap and I look for the shape that's the similar one. I'm like, great. So I unplug it, plug it in. I'm like, why is that? Is that charging? Can't be that easy. It's not charging. So I'm like, right, what do I do now? So then I look at the screens and I'm You've like, got to okay. pay. Yeah, I've got to pay, right? <laughs> so, it's not free. It. No, it's not free. So it says on the machine, contactless or like a membership card. But the contactless has a big cross through it. So I'm like, right. So I'm like, there must be an app because everything has an app. So I go online and find the app. Great, I'm on the app. So I download the app. I sign up. I go through the whole process. It's about five or 10 minutes of doing That's this it. whole thing. And then uh, it says, unplug the connector. Yes. Plug it back in and then swipe to activate. Correct. So I go to unplug it, won't unplug. Uh, after you've already unplugged it? No, I, I plugged it in the car and I go to unplug it, it won't unplug because the Audi has told it that the charging hasn't finished. 
So as a safety precaution, they don't let you unplug it. Oh, oh. So then I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to break this car. So then I have to get the manual out. I find the manual release for the charger. So I open up the bonnet. I have to the pull up things, manual release, plug, blah, blah. You'd already been half an hour. Mate, I'm already sweating. I'm fuming, blah, blah, blah. So I do all the thing, reconnect it. App won't work. Can't connect. Can't connect. Can't connect. So I call the number. Call our 24-hour thing. No one picks up. I call her. So after 25 minutes, Vicky's like, are you okay? And I'm going, F this, I'm coming home. So I drive back here. The thing's like, low range. And I'm just like, I, dis- I don't care. So I go, screw it. I'll do it tomorrow. So the next day I wake up, pottering around. I go, I'm going to find another charging point. And there are some, again, I'm in Southwest London though. You see them. So I'm like, okay, I'll go to the next charging point. Off I go. This is going to be great. This will be easy. I see these all over the place. Park on up. Okay. The screen on the top's working. I've activated my card. Pill up the connector. Wrong connection. Oh. Doesn't plug into the e-tron. Again. Again. So I've now got the wrong connector or I would need a cable to plug into the right connector. So I'm like, oh my God. I, like, how? do I charge this car? Now, the thing is, right, <laughs> I freely admit, okay, like EV Crusaders will be going, Sam, just, if you had the right cable, you'd be sorted and you should have known which points. It doesn't matter. Of course not. Because if you have a combustion engine car, you pull up to any petrol station and they have diesel and unleaded. Correct. And if you don't know what you're doing, if it's the first car you ever bought, if you've never refueled a car, you go in the store and you say, excuse me, sir, how do I do this? Correct. And in three minutes, it's full up and you leave. And fine. Sometimes you have to drive out your way to a petrol station. Fine. Totally. Rare. Like, no, I would say less rare if you're on a road trip. But in the city, sometimes as well, you have to drive. Like, it's not always the thing, but they are around. And the thing is, when you arrive at them, you can always fill up. That's okay. Fine. Less, you know, sometimes you can't always, but, but I'm being pedantic. What I'm saying is I went to four different charging locations Four. And I couldn't recharge at any of them through either fault of my own, fault of the machine, fault of the app, wrong connector type. And why are there 10 million different connecting types? Why is it that there's not one type of charging connector? Like a fuel pump. Like a fuel pump. Same thing. It should be everyone. There shouldn't be various different versions. Yeah, 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 yeah. It should all be so straightforward and it's not. And then to absolutely like final nail on the coffin, when I did charge it, it took an hour and two minutes and charged me twenty pounds and ninety nine pence. That's it. And people think it's free. It's I mean, not free. dude, I at that point after being so like I'm so pro EV, maybe because uh, I had that Twizzy. The best thing about the Twizzy is I could plug it into a three. I could plug it into a U, normal UK socket. Yes. So I didn't need a specialist. Which point. you can do with all the other electric cars, but it takes four years to charge. There you go. Um, and so, uh, and again, I didn't have the cable. Um, <laughs> so I was all like, oh, give me, I'll get a Taycan. The Taycan's so good. Now I'm like, no chance. I have a story about Taycan. Okay. Why we're talking about EV stuff. Do you want to go into that now? Because uh, I'm kind of done ranting. I mean, that was a good 10 minute rant. I, just uh, had I enjoyed every minute of it, to be fair as well. I mean, I'd like to see you. Jo- I mean, the bit where you was really flapping. I mean, I'd love to have filmed that. <laughs> well, we are filming it. No, no, no. As in when it actually happened. Oh, yeah, Because yeah, it would have yeah. been 10 times as worse. Oh, you, been- I mean, I was absolutely because I've seen you flat before a few oh, times. Oh, mate, I was fuming. <laughs> so, uh, the Taycan store. I have two electric stories as we're bringing up electrics. Sure. Um, and they all happened in the last 10 days. Okay. So, my first experience, which is a good experience of electric car, was um, when I landed 
from Italy. Yeah. I took a taxi. Okay. It was a Tesla. Oh. It was the Model S. Sure. It was the fast one. Okay. So is that the 100D thing? Five. Whatever. Yeah. Talking to the taxi driver. He's two years old. He's done 80,000 miles in it. Okay. Uh, they're 50,000 miles before they need a service. So that's pretty it's good. just a check, essentially. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they don't need anything. Sure. Um, they're just checking to make sure they're all right. Not changing the oil, are you? No, not changing <laughs> anything. No. Um, brake pads last forever because they self-brake, apparently. Uh, he was telling me loads of different stuff, and I we was talking about the charge. Sure. Because I know that whatever they publicise is never normally what they do. And he says, no, no, I uh, I regularly get 300 miles to a charge, which is actually really good. Okay. Um, and although it is still cheap in size, and I do not like Teslas at all, because I think they're too expensive and they break. Although he said he didn't have any problems with his car. So... Um, that was, was a positive well. experience. It was a positive experience. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, yeah. that's why I've said it, because it, it was a positive experience. He, he he loved it. He never had any problems. He'd done 80,000 miles in it. Sure. Um, yeah, that apparently they hold their value because miles doesn't mean anything on an electric car, which kind of makes sense. It doesn't wear out. So how many miles? I mean, you do a million miles in it. Fair well play. The batteries. So that's the only thing. They advise that the batteries only last eight to ten years, they're 30 grand to replace. Whoa. So at that point, the car's throwaway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's been. But if you think, say it's a 10-year lifespan mm-hmm. for that car, if you think that normal cars, in general, they're 10-year lifespan. Yeah. In general. Not the really expensive stuff. So you're, talking about your, you're talking about your everyday Fiestas. Toyotas and... Correct. Yeah. Yeah, they're ten year like okay, you do see older ones, but you see much older ones. I mean there's plenty of twenty year old mercs. You know, like they're uh, worthless though. But, not worth but you're saying that at that point, yeah, they're they're then traded as fodder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like like they're they're one owner away for being scrap. Do you know what I mean? They're not worth anything. Just trying to work point. out how old my Ferrari is. <laughs> that, well that's a little bit 18, different. Eighteen years old. Yeah. Yeah, in the bin. In the bin is what you're saying. Not, not quite. No, no, because <laughs> it's a Ferrari. But in general, okay. Um, the only problem I have with the with the Tesla is that that it's See, either yeah, 30, thirty grand for an eight year old one or ten year old one because the car's not worth anything. It's the batteries at that point. That's all. That's all that it's worth. Yeah, because I, I actually would disagree with you. I, I, I think you could buy a car. I think there's the glory in a combustion engine car is is that you can run it to the ground. You know, I think having a 1997 Mercedes wagon that's got 350,000 miles on it is a kind of amazing thing that you bought for 500 quid and just keeps going. But it's worthless. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's not, sh- not sure. Worth anything. Fine. But, but the point being with the Tesla or, or maybe EVs is that you can't, uh, there's a sort of, there's a cutoff point. There, it, that's a final, there's a final stage that, you know, as you say, it's not like it's just worthless. You actually can't go anywhere. The battery's dead. Yeah, but when you get when you get an old car, in general, if as soon as something goes wrong with it, you and it's old and it's worthless, you throw them away. That's what I'm saying. So if <laughs> only if you're really rich, mate. No, no, it, no. If Scrap. A, if yeah. You, yeah. If you've got an old 1997 Mercedes and the engine or the gearbox goes, 
you throw it away. Yes, yeah, a bit like Ivan the Volvo. Correct. At one point, he just died, and just that was died. it. Just see you later, mate. Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, yeah. fix it because there's no. no point fixing it because the car's not worth any money. Fine. Okay, agree with you there. So that that's kind of what I'm getting at. Sure. To comparisons. Um, the negative mm. point we're on, and it's Porsche. Oh, don't please don't upset me. No. And and the reason why I need to say this is because all I've heard about this car is positiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a negative, mate. So Porsche claim that it does two hundred and eighty miles to a charge, roughly. Okay. The Turbo S. Sure. I have a customer that's selling his one now as we speak. Yeah. Because he can only get one fifty. Okay, but hold on a sec. I'm going to come back. I'm going to combat you here. Because, firstly, I love the Taycan. Uh, secondly, I, I actually think that the EVs, the vehicles, are not the problem here. I think they're actually getting fantastic. As I say, every time I've left this house this week, I've gotten to the e-tron, not the X3. The actual vehicles are getting really, really good. I think, yes, they lie about range because they have to. I mean, like, you know, it's just... But I've learned from now spending a week with one, it's all about how you drive it. And max, you know, in city affects it just like a petrol car or diesel car. Um, you know, long distances. You know, it's all about how you drive it. And if you're in a Taycan, I think it implores you to drive it like a bit of a lunatic a lot of the time. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you kind of want to. And it's got the dynamic capabilities of being hurled around corners and going fast, at which point you're never getting close to that. So... I get it, like frustrating for that guy and he's probably annoyed and going, oh, well, I bought a car which you said could do this and now it's doing that. But it's a bit like someone selling you AMG Merc and saying it does 28 MPG. I mean, most of the time you're going to be doing 16, aren't you? Yeah, but but if you believe that it does 28 MPG, I mean... But I think that's the whole thing with the time. I think that's the whole thing with EVs that we've got to be realistic about. Yeah. If you believe it's going to do you 250 miles. It's so... The e-tron, I say when I poured it picked it up, what did I say, 230-odd miles yeah. on the thing? And then when I did the full recharge, 170, 184. So I, when I, full recharge, obviously based on prior experience, that was heavily reduced. Yeah. Um, so I assume before I picked it up, they just drove it at like 20 miles an hour through some country lanes yeah. to kind of max out the Moved range. around a car park. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, look at how fantastic the range is. So I think we have to be realistic at that. But, but I don't want to belittle the efforts of car companies, even though I think this is the wrong route to go down, even though I think that this is not the future. I think hydrogen is the more long term. Yeah, it's not the end game. It's not the end game. It is the short term and it is what everyone's going to be pushing. And at that point, uh, you know, okay, fair play to manufacturers because in a very short time, they're pumping out products, which I think are actually good products Mm -hmm. that are nice to drive and, and have all the kit and work and blah, blah, blah. But we will say again and again and again, the infrastructure in this country important to point out. In this country, the infrastructure is just not there. It's too complicated. There's too many barriers to entry. There's too many suppliers. There's too many competitors. There's apps. There's membership cards. It cannot be that complicated. Do we know what it's like in other countries? I mean, I haven't got a clue. I mean, I, don't I, know. I haven't got a clue. No. But, but there will be countries that do it very well. There'll be countries that do it very badly. Yeah. Um, but, but, but at this point, it's too high a barrier en- to entry to, to be, you know, it needs to be simpler. Yeah. It just does. And I know that there's a publication, Private Motor Club, who took a Taycan up to the Isle of Skye in Scotland and have been having a very similar issue with being able to access charge points okay, and having fine. the right membership. And okay. So, you know, that that has to be sorted out before we can all pretend like we're going to adopt this kind of EV. Yeah. Like and that negative as well that I just brought up about the, uh, the Taycan, 
That's the only negative I've heard, by the way. Oh, so that car's so good. Yeah. That car's so good. Yeah. So I've got, again, I've got a couple of friends that own them and they said they're like, it blows your mind. Like, yeah. He's the mega. cars are getting so, so that's why I really do enjoy them. And I love the idea of one. And I was getting so excited and I thought oh, this could be brilliant. And each one for me is too big. It's a Q7 yeah, yeah, size. So yeah. it's huge. But, but I did like Mini, the electric Mini. I was like, oh, this could be brilliant. But right now, no, wouldn't go near it. Yeah. Until I moved into a house where I could put a bracket on the wall. Not the car, it's the infrastructure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was a big old rant. And, it's 20 uh, minutes. Right? 20 minutes, easily. Just absolutely moaning about electric vehicles. So let's talk about things with petrol engines. Uh, <laughs> I knew you'd be excited about that because we have a lot to talk about in the in the world of combustion engines, actually. Lots has happened Good. since we last sat down. Uh, and we'll kick things off. an hour, this one. Oh, hello. <laughs> Don't get ahead of myself. Um, with the big news that finally the Maserati MC20 launched. A car you were so excited about, Tony. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> if you're not watching, he's pulling a confused face. I was not excited. No, you were not. Are you any more excited now that the car's been launched? I think it looks quite nice. Oh. So we spoke about this we, car. We did, we did. We, we, we had a little bet, which I won. <laughs> uh, you can explain that in a minute. <laughs> yeah, okay. And uh, you said it didn't look that good, and I actually think it looks really good. So something weird has happened. There's been a pendulum type effect here where... Prior to the launch, I've been banging on that. Oh, MC20 is coming. This is so exciting. And you're like, whatever. The car's launched. And I'm like, oh, 
And you're like, oh, it looks all right, actually. actually I mean, I wouldn't buy one, by the way, but it does, it, well, it looks better than the Roma that you bang on about. Oh my God. Are we actually going to have that argument? Here we go. Let's have the GT4 argument again. <laughs> <laughs> Which you were wrong about. Let's just clarify. Um, I was, yeah. You were. For the first so, time. So uh, we had a, a bet. We should address that. You're right. Because building up to the launch, as sort of more and more details came through, I text you, I'm just trying to find the actual text message, which I'll put on screen, but I want to uh, make sure I read our wording correctly because <laughs> I wanted to bet on what we thought the price was going to be yeah, of the fair. car. And I think we had spoken about it a little bit before uh, in some of the other podcasts, but but as more information started to tease its way through, I was like, I'm getting a, an idea of what this car's going to come and in. And the at. last time he'd done this to me, he tricked me. So no, I didn't he, trick you. He tricked me on that I didn't trick thing, you. Knew, no, it was lies. the AMG it GTR the AMG, Black Series. the Black Series. But, he mate, I don't know. I just know how to read a press release. I just know how to read between the lines. And he I know, has inside information, I guys. It has, he has pre-qualification from an old job. <laughs> he's absolutely put me in the land of promise. Well, so Tony's now so suspicious of when I send in these messages. I text him saying, so how much, do, how much do we reckon for the MC20? I said, I'm going to say 185K. <laughs> and you literally just saying, I'm not playing this game. You already know what it is. <laughs> And I said, no, I don't. Come on, guess. And you went, okay, £185,205. <laughs> and you sent me a voice note saying you said that just because you're convinced I was correct and you wanted to go a little bit higher. Yeah. Well, you did win because it came out at 187 Oh, Plus options, that'll be, by the way. And we weren't saying that guess, like, positively. We weren't guessing that figure being like, what a great number that is. We were both being like, I think painfully, upsettingly, it's going to be 187k. Plus options. Plus options. Yeah, so, so it's 200k car. Easy. Now that, to me, is all kind of wrong. Really wrong. But the thing is, firstly, I understand why Maserati have done it. And secondly, it's not that wrong in the in the landscape of other, what it rivals against. Like, we're sitting here going, it should be 120k. If they want to sell them. What does it rival? McLaren 600LT. Okay, they're Lamborghini Huracan. Right? No, they're not. They're 140 grand used. Uh, this is the, for a new one. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't go in. Don't, <laughs> don't go in on McLaren. Okay, Lamborghini Huracan. Yeah, they can't sell their mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the, the, the point what I'm trying to make is that as a list price for a new car, they are up against the rivals that they want to position this car against. Yeah. So that's why I guess that number. Reading the press release, reading what they were trying to do, getting a gist of what this car was going to be. That's why I went for 185 because that's kind of where I could see it sitting. But it's, it's a ton of money. Yeah, I mean, we know historically these manufacturers now, they always price high. Um, and they do that on purpose, obviously, because they're a business and and it's easier to come down than it is to come up. Obviously, if they price stuff too cheap, then they can't just put it up, although some manufacturers do when they come. Focus RS done that, mate. Oh, really? Done that, yeah. yeah. A little so price hike. They, they, they kept putting them up every... Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ferrari have done it many yeah, times. Yeah, many times. <laughs> many times. So I'll prefer, yeah. By the way, from January, if you've ordered your car, it's gone up another team. We're going to get onto that later, don't yeah. we? There's Are we? plenty of Ferrari chat in this episode. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, it, it's too much because I think... Well, okay, so there's an overall discussion point here, isn't there, about Maserati as a brand. Now, this is supposed to reinvigorate 
Maserati, the brand. It's supposed to bring them back to the forefront. This will start a huge lineup of new Maserati cars. There is still going to be a Gran Turismo coming, I think. Okay. 2021. So this is a completely new model. You've got to consider it in its own right. And what it's engine has that car got? What, the MC20? Has it got the Alpha engine in the QV? Engine? Well, hmm. Now, they made a big deal about the fact that this was a brand new engine. It's a twin-turbo, three-litre V6. It's not, is it? Well, Shmi did a brilliant piece uh, on his channel talking about the kind of suspicions around Alfa Maserati Ferrari chopping and changing cars. He made the point that the Roma very much looks like the Alfieri concept that Maserati released uh, a few years ago. The Ferrari really... I mean, they stand alone now, though, Ferrari, right? They do now. Yeah. But you've got to remember, these cars are going to be in development for three, four, five uh, years. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a lot of talk at one point about Ferrari doing a sort of Dino, a baby V6 mid-engined, you know, something to sit uh, below F- F8. And, you know, so could that be what the MC20s ended up? You know, so there was this sort of, you know, he, he really talks about it in a lot of detail. So I recommend people go and watch that or listen to that. Um... But this engine is supposed to be brand new, even though it does share a lot of similar characteristics, you would think, to the Alpha Julia Quadrifoglio engine. But the big thing that they're pushing is this F1 tech, which, oh, I need to look at the name because I'm going to say it wrong. It's, it's, um, it's a special bit of technology. They said they've come through F1, through the group. They've learned about this through the group, um, which I think is quite interesting. Um, well, it's very interesting because look, we're Ferrari. Pre-chamber system. Sourced from F1 tech, it improves fuel consumption and lowers engine noise at low revs whilst improving fuel economy. Now, this is a very future thinking tech to incorporate into a supercar because none of that sounds exciting to me. <laughs> if anything, it sounds, it sounds sort of awful. Um, <laughs> and I've actually heard a clip of this car revving and oh my God, it sounds horrific. Bad so bad. Really? And I'm not going in on the whole filter thing. I don't care about that. We've got to move on from the whole filter thing. The fact that all exhausts, all cars are going to sound quieter these days. It's just awful. From a V6? From a V6. Twin turboed. The Julia Quadrifoglio always sounds surprising to me. It sounds good with the right exhaust. From factory, it does always sound you know different to how I think. Um, but this really does sound poop, I think. Okay. Um... But obviously, we have to be, give a big shout out to Mr. JWW for launching this car. What a huge accolade. What a huge opportunity and moment for him. Yeah, for Brilliant, sure. Brilliant, incredible, and great to see a, a fellow YouTuber with such a, an amazing opportunity. He is very excited about this. I mean, I think, I guess he has to be as a sort of brand ambassador, uh, yeah. as a car ambassador. But, but he, the car. Yeah, he's launched the car. Uh, <laughs> but he's genuinely saying that, you know, this is exciting and the carbon tub and a lot of the tech and a lot of the things that are going into it and how that's going to be fed through to the rest of the Maserati line. You know, speaking to him, he, he said that this, this isn't a gimmick. This is an exciting car. Um, he drove a pre-production or a test mule, I think, um, and said it, it is great and it is a 600 LT rival. So I think, you know, let's reserve judgment. I'm not convinced by the looks. I think it, it, it's, I don't know why I'm not convinced. I, I was hoping for more for some reason. Um, but, you know, if it drives amazingly and if it reinvigorates the Maserati brand, I don't think we can complain. Well, if it drives like a 600 LT, it will drive amazingly. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But, but I would expect them to lose 30 grand as the minute they drive off the forecourt. Well, I'd expect them to be giving 30 grand off them from new for a start. Let's hope it's not the case, though. 
Yeah, let's hope it's not the case. Let's hope it's not the case. Uh, okay, so moving on from there, let's go away from supercars for a second, and I want to talk about the Rolls-Royce Ghost. Not a car that I think necessarily appeals to either of us that much, or maybe not many At of all. the audience. No, no. <laughs> but I had the amazing opportunity six months ago, well, that's not a joke, to go and film the Ghost in a white room. Um, I got this very nice email from Rolls Royce. Hi, Sam. We've got the new ghost. We'd love you to come and film it. It is under embargo for six months. So that's been a weird thing to sit on. Um, now, what I like about this car is everything that basically you don't notice about it. It does just look like a facelifted ghost. But some of the design details, some of the tech that's gone into it is unbelievable. Now, they showed me a clip there, not for publication, of an old ghost at, you know, some test ground going over one of those bumpy roads, you know, when they kind of got jagged. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to explain it to audio listeners. But when you've got, um, what would you call that? Like, almost like, um, come on, help like me Like a here. Millbrook. Yeah, like a Millbrook. Like, it's a ride quality test. Yeah, yeah it's so like... The big um, bumps, like... Conv- like they're like... Uh, <laughs> we're doing, we're, yeah, we're doing yeah. things with our hands, oh, which I, doesn't audio. help the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> bumps, like... So they're like... Alternating the, bumps. Yeah, they're like... Rapid. Con- concrete... They're like they're like bricks. <laughs> they're like bricks that are that are put in the this wrong is way the around. Worst no explanation ever. Anyway, it's to test the ride, and they <laughs> showed me the clip of the old ghost with two champagne glasses on the bonnet going over this test, and the car's kind of wobbling around a bit and splashing a tiny bit of champagne. They send the new ghost over, bro. The car did not move. Really? It is like rock solid. Really similar to the new Phantom. Loads of soundproofing. It's just an enhanced experience. And, and I liked it because it was very Rolls-Royce. Yeah. You know, the beauty about those cars is that it's it's the stuff you don't know is going on, the stuff you don't notice, the stuff that's not shouted about, which makes those cars so incredible. I still think the interiors are a bit of a letdown. Some of the buttons are a bit cheap and old. And it's bit, Excuse me, it's BMW. Yeah, but it's old BMW. For sure. You know, so they've got new tech and they're finally great. But it's the one thing, if I was spending that kind of money, I would expect a little bit more high-end buttons here and there. But in general, big fan of it. Super cool. Go on, Rolls-Royce. And thank you for the opportunity. A lot of people are going to be driving that car. A lot of people are going to be driving that car in about a week's time. So if you're not a fan of YouTube embargoed videos, steer clear of YouTube. <laughs> really? In, oh, my God. It's all coming out. The whole... Okay, anyway, let's not get into it. <laughs> so I wanted to touch on that because I say it was a cool opportunity. I've just been sitting on it for so long. And, and you know what? I would have done a sort of white room video, but it's, it's not really my style. It's not you, no. It's no. not me. And, and the, it's a cool car and it was interesting, but I'd rather do what we just did now and talk about it very briefly. And, okay, fine. And then move on. And hopefully I'll get the chance to drive it in a more unique way, not like everyone's going to get gonna a be coffee. Going to get a coffee. There he is. <laughs> he, knows, he knows what my channel's all about. I do, yeah. So uh, moving away from that, today, today, Ferrari launched a new car. I actually didn't know this. Really? News a bit punchy. Um, now, oh, it's, not, it's not another. Not it's not another FH Tributo, is it? No, or something else. It's worth. Uh, um, we. This is going to be a very ranty episode. They launched the Ferrari Portofino M, the Modificata. Wait, is that the flipping L? Is that the California handling kit, basically? Yes, but but actually more depressing. This is now the convertible Roma. Oh. I'm so upset. I'm actually fuming. What's a Portofino? Mate, no, hold on. Okay, so (laughs) I'm so upset with myself for not seeing through the lies. (laughs) Obviously, my whole thing with Roma is, right, the confusion of is this just a hard top Portofino? Yes. 
No. Hold on. Yes, now. But no. <laughs> because you read all the paperwork. You read the press release. I should have seen it coming. And yeah. I went well, and drove it. More powerful new eight-speed gearbox, race Manatino, all of that. I'm like, oh, this is so exciting. And on paper and in flesh, it was all coming together. And I was like, it has its own place in the Ferrari lineup. This is brilliant. What a thing. And the Portofino M has the eight-speed gearbox that the Roma has. It has increased power to 612 horsepower like the Roma. It has, inc- it has included a 5 Section Manatino, including race mode, like the Roma. Oh dear. It has suspension changes, like the <laughs> Roma. Oh, why? Ferrari, why do you do this to me? Just when I gave you a break on that Roma pressure, I and mean, I was like, oh, guys, they're going in the right direction. This is so exciting. I love everything you're doing, Ferrari. You messaged me and said what a cool car it was as well. Oh, brilliant. I mean, I, can I just clarify, because a lot of people ask me about this. The Roma, you have to understand it's a Bentley Continental with a Ferrari badge. Okay. As long as you know that, Mm. you will never be disappointed. Okay. If you go there expecting an exhilarating full-on baby 812 Superfast, you will think it's crap. Which one would you have, the Bentley or the Roma? The Roma, because I like Ferrari badges. Really? Yeah, yeah, I would. I would would generally have the Roma. The Bentley will be the better car, though. Um, uh, It's too heavy. The Ferrari feels lighter, inherently feels lighter once you get going. And, because, and it, of the, because of the steering? Uh, potentially because of the steering. steering. I don't know what curb weight, I would suspect curb weight as well. It is a bit it lighter. Be lighter yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but the Bentley's brilliant and I love it, but it's now been superseded because there is a Bentley with a Ferrari badge. So for me, that's dreamy. Okay, fine. Um, but they have ruined it now by bringing the Portofino. It, they, they are now effectively the same car. So does it compete more with the DBS? Uh, so with the DB11. DB11. God, you really keep track on Aston's, well, don't you? Is this a DB7 rival? I mean, that's how much interest I have in Aston. I don't even know where we are in numbers. The Portofino is a DB11 Volante rival. Okay, fine. But I think it really cheapens the Roma. Because all of the elements that they use to celebrate Roma, to make it the first time there's a race mode in a Ferrari GT, it's the most powerful version of this that we've seen. Like all these elements, the new gearbox, the same as the SF90, that's all in the Portofino. So there's no Portofino no more? No. Well, I think this is a 26k option. Yeah, I think this is what you get now. It's a 26 grand, uh, 24 grand more expensive than a standard Portofino. Deliveries are due to commence in 2021. I don't know if that means that they've, Killed off Portofino. I'm assuming they have. Well, I mean, they have to, mate. I mean, and look, let, let's face it. This is a historic, you know, the Modificata, the M badge. Like, for I've done this many, many times. Yeah, before, that's course. totally fine. I'm not objecting that. And Portofino maybe needed a bit of a, a refresh, but it upsets me because, as I say, for me, it then it removes everything that was special about Roma, and it's it's just admitted that Roma is a hard top Portofino. But the Portofino, the the Portofino was already the new car, by the way, because you had the Cali T before then. Of course. Only, I mean, is it two years old, the Portofino? I mean, it's, I don't think it is. No, it's... I mean... it's It didn't... Yeah. I mean, what are they doing? It's because they... Mate, it's, honestly, it's because they floated. They do not care now. No, they do not care. They They're just going to keep churning out cars now. Honestly, are, that's yeah. them. It's upset me a bit. And me. Because we know how much we love that brand. We love that brand. And I was so excited about that Roma. And I would still, if I were a rich man, I would still order a Roma today, right here, right now. Would you really? Yeah, I would, hands down. I did genuinely love it. 
I did genuinely love it. Because it, for me, it's the perfect complement to the 360. There is, for the first time in many, many years, there is nothing that Ferrari make at the moment that I'd want. 812 GTS? Nope. Really? Not interested, mate. Wow. Saw one of them on holiday as well. Not, not a fan. Not interested. Not interested in the SF90. Not interested in the FH Abuto, the Roma. I'm, I'm sort of with nothing. you. I mean, the Roma I, I, I would have, but 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 it isn't really a Ferrari, if I'm honest. Um, But I'm sort of with you. Like, FH Abuto, no. 812, no. Um, SF90, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. No, thank you. Monza. I'd have a Monza. SP1, just because I hate everyone. No. No, I'm not interested. Oh. Like honestly, there is yeah. nothing, and that's the first time that I probably said that in years. So, if you had to go and buy a Ferrari tomorrow, what would you buy? <sighs> Flipping hell! But it would have to be an older one. It have to be, but it have to be one that I haven't had. <laughs> so that's not many. Baller. It would be uh, a four eight eight, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, well, no. I've already got one. Seventeenth to the collection. Uh, I don't want a pista. No. Because Do you want a Speciale Aperta? No, because I still, although they are nice, they are not worth double the money of a normal Speciale just because the roof comes off. You toyed with an F12 at one point. Mm, yeah, so I'd mm. have the TDF then. Oh, good, good man. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah it's a good shout. It's a good shout. I mean, you'd, you'd kill yourself. You'd die. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you'd absolutely. die in a second. I don't, I don't want a Scariest pistol. car in the I'd, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't want a pistol because it's... Not hugely better than the four eight eight. So see, I would have a, I would have a pista. I would have a pista. I think you know. I say I, there's not. It's weird because I would still. I, I would have an eight twelve GTS. I would have a pista. I would have a Lusa. Like I would. I'd still have them all. <laughs> but I don't really want. Like I don't, I'm not saying going. Oh, my goal in life is to accept the Roma. The Roma I really really do want. So. Hashtag goals. Um, okay, well, let's move on from the slightly depressing news about the Portofino M to a car that maybe I think maybe more of our audience will associate with or be interested by, which is the Nissan Z or Z Proto. It's the 370Z successor. Ah. So, you know, in the long it. line of Zids. Zids? Zeds. Uh, this is a concept, which is pretty much the final production yeah, version. Yeah, because it's due, that car, anyway. It's due. So it's, I've just got some notes here. It's twin turbo V6 manual. Uh, they're saying it's going to be a variation of the three litre that's in an Infinity. I don't know my Infinities very well. I should do because I worked well, with I them mean, a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, they're not in Europe anymore. Infinity. Around 400 horsepower. The car will be a bit lighter. So we don't know exactly the variation. They're not revealing those details yet, but all we know it is a three litre. They pulled out the European market, Infinity, you know. Oh, really? You're not in European. You can't. You cannot buy a brand new Infinity in Europe anymore. Oh, wow. That's nuts. Just American and Chinese now. Okay. And UAE? Mm, yeah, probably UAE. Oh, UAE. Use them as taxes. Um, so this car, uh, people have been a bit controversial about because it's got a very square grill, like in air intake, which is reminiscent of 240Z, isn't it? 240Z? That was the first one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, 280, 240. No, 240 two, was the worst one. Yeah, yeah. Datsun. Um, Datsun. There we go. So this car has got lots of retro chic, which I love. Really hints back. Do you have you seen a picture? You know, you haven't seen a I picture. Seen a picture. Oh, right, let me bring it up for you so you can have a little uh, look because uh, you're I'll looking take, at me a bit cluelessly. I'm looking at you a bit cluelessly. Yeah. It's not for the first time. No. So remember, this is concept form. So still some tweaking to do, but but it's essentially what we expect. So from the back, I really like it because I think that's very heritage Datsun. Yeah. From the front, a little bit. Mm. So that's just the Nissan version of the Toyota Supra. Okay, well, I mean, it's obviously the rival. Yeah. 
they, they, would they share parts? That wouldn't make sense, mm, would it? No. So no I wouldn't have thought so, no, because unless it's a BMW. It looks yeah. very small, which I'm a big fan of, because all these cars are getting too big. They'll, but that'll be similar, similar size? size? I would think so, yeah. I, I like it. It looks quite cool. I've always, you know the car that I've always kind of had a bit of a soft spot for? It must be the 370 Nismo? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That I always had a bit of a soft spot for. They don't drive very nice though. They're very oh, really? tinny and yeah, very cheap. So inside. you've driven Supra, I haven't. Yeah. Based purely on looks and ideas, this or Supra? Uh, probably the Supra because it's BMW. <laughs> I kind of know what you mean. Yeah. I, I prefer the Nissan brand and heritage and the heritage of that Z model. Yeah. But there's something about the new Supra which just feels a bit more... I don't know. There's, let's wait until the actual production car turns up. Yeah. It do, it, I think it might look... Well, yeah, because it's difficult because it's a mule, but uh, I don't know. Does it look better from the back than the Supra? Probably does. Probably does, I think. So we here we go. Some it's uh, an overlay to show the people. Yeah, we're going to have all the pictures running up on here, but it's the it's 50 year history. Mm. The Z Proto. Uh, 240Z, we were correct there. High five. Um, what else is it doing? Uh, sites, retro references in the bonnet profile. Um, it's not all back looking. But yeah, I mean, like interesting stuff, but there's just not much we know yet. Um, When's it coming? Next year. It's uh, no wider and slightly lower than the 370Z. Yeah, next year, they're saying. Um, so I, I kind of intrigued by it. The, the shots from the inside look really nice. Let me bring you up an in, interior pick because um, I think that's the most encouraging part yet. Look at that. That looks nice, doesn't it? I think, you know what? I've had a lot it just of people. Looks all right, mate. Like, no, but I've had a lot of people bang on at the minute about MX5s. Um, popular on the main channel, my friend Phil, uh, out in Hong Kong, has got an anniversary, the orange ones. Absolutely adores it. And that's a man who's got every car under the sun. Yeah, yeah. He loves it. One of the guys uh, down at Duke of London where I was filming only this morning, they've got one. Absolutely loves it. And there's something about the cheap manual low-powered sports car. As everything gets a little more crazy, these things, super... That won't be cheap, mate. That'll be 60,000 quid. No, it can No, really? It will be spec, yeah. So much a super is. List roughly no 50, way. maybe similar money to. I thought Supra. it was going to be like thirty-five grand. This no. thing. No, I mean that's oh, that'll make me. Oh, I'll be fuming. For, but I'll be fuming. It, it won't be thirty-five grand. I mean, mate, you can't get a Golf R for thirty-five grand now. Oh well, I give up. I don't want it. No, <laughs> it won't be thirty-five grand. <laughs> what happened to the thirty-five grand? Great. This is my budget at the minute. This one. <laughs> I'm all over. The, I'm all over thirty-five grand. This is where I'm at. Look at Fiesta STs. It's about thirty-five grand now. I'm looking at nine nine seven. Carrera GTS. No, not GTS. S. GTS is like 50 or 60. Uh, make sure you get 09 up. Yes, the facelift. Yes. With the right engine and the right lights and all the that. PDK, lot. yeah. I found a really nice manual Targa. PDK. Are the targets any good? A oh, manual, 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 manual. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm launching a new series. This is a sneak peek for you listeners because we love you. Uh, uh, my next Porsche. Because I've decided, it's only been two months, but I that brand, it gets in your skin, doesn't uh, it? it? Absolutely. And how many times do we bang on about it? People don't understand me. No, once you've driven it, you're, you you're, cannot, just, you're screwed. Yeah, you're screwed. You've had it. So 35 grand for a Porsche. And you might go, oh. but actually the world is my oyster, bro. 996 4 S's, 996 turbos with big miles. I'd have a 981 Cayman S. Man. 981 Cayman S. That's what I'd have. You'd have that. Yeah. See, I'd I think I want a nice. 981. 9 
four fours, nine. Is it all that long? Oh my god! Have you ever driven one? Yes. Are they any good? Nine six no. eight club sport. What about the club sport? Nine six eight, the one that everyone loves on track. That's all right, isn't That's it? That's a rare car. That but they come and go. Yeah, but that is quite a rare. It car. It is a rare car, and everyone Flexing loves them. Cars would be able to get one of them. Yeah, no, they had one. They just literally oh, had one okay, come fine. through. I very nearly went on it, but lost my nerve. <laughs> if you oh. want me to bid for you, I'll be yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> Anyway, so that's the new series coming. So that's a. Uh, I mean, I'd like to get involved in that. Oh, well, I know you would. Of course you would. But you're going to be like, I'll get a GT3 RS, mate. So well, I'm, I'm kickstarting it at the wrong end. Well, that's the problem. My first test drive is in a 996 GT3, which is about 55, 60. So I'm classic me. I'm test driving things that I can't afford. But I think. Great it, engine. That yeah, that's, it's a good place to start because yeah. the thing is, I'm not a big 996 fan. But obviously, at Crack 35 off. grand, 996 is like, there's just so many. So I thought, let me test the best 996. Arguably, the 3RS would be that, but GT3. And then work my, you know, if that if that excites me, then I'll consider other 996s. Oh, I don't like the 996. I don't, I don't think I do too. Oh, but but having said that, I'll probably buy one. So I'm not going to slack off too much. <laughs> the 4S looks cool. The 996 Carrera 4S, it does look cool with yeah. it. The light on the Yeah, back. the chunky one. Yeah. And then also, you know what's in that pile at 35 grand? Cayman R. I love the idea of a Cayman R. Yes. <gasps> what yeah. a car. But Won't they're super hard to find. They are super hard. Anyway, I'm like revealing the whole series. But anyway, okay, Tony, you can get on it. Have you, got any, have you got any Porsches in at the moment? Uh, Yeah, a few, yeah. Uh, you, you had that really nice 981 GTS a while ago, but that was... What what was that money? Uh, Was it 45 or 50? One. I don't know. A really nice one. Yeah, yeah. Blue one. Yeah, 50 grand. Anyway, well, we'll we'll do. Maybe I'll come and do a test drive with one of your. You can, yeah. yeah okay. You can have a nine eight one. You, you. I don't think I want another Cayman though. I think I want okay, a nine eleven or or to go real old. Okay. Because like I can you even start looking at like car. three point two Carreras. Apparently they're crap as well. But. Oh mate. <laughs> it's just the reefer. We start another Ferrari. It's like having another Ferrari. Let's leave it like that. Well, that's yeah. what I like. I like cars like that. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, we very nearly hit the hour mark. I, I think maybe we were a bit shouty at the beginning of this episode. So we apologies if our levels were... Well, no, just from the audio. Oh. So apologies if our levels were a bit all over the place in this episode. But, you know, we're in a, what's it called, temporary situation. So uh, if you've enjoyed it, give it a thumbs up if you're watching here on YouTube. Make sure you stay subscribed for plenty more episodes to come. Patrons, as I mentioned, please get back to me on T-shirt sizes, addresses. I've got swag I want to send to you. T-shirts, mugs. Stickers, probably key rings. Come back to it. They don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you don't want it, fine. We appreciate the support. You don't, yeah, need, the, you don't you. need the swag. Uh, and then, of course, if you're listening to us, keep listening to us on whatever platform you are. If you want to check out Tony on Instagram, he is Tony Gravelwood Car Sales. Correct. Uh, I am seen through glass. Catch up with you very soon. Bye bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.